Good morning. I'm Emily Reese, and each Monday we speak with an expert from Lutheran Social Service about various aspects of daily living. And for our daily living segment today, we're talking about substance abuse. October is National Substance Abuse Prevention Month. For some people who struggle with substance abuse, isolation and stress during the pandemic can amplify difficulties staying sober. Nicolette Johnson is with LSS Behavioral Health, and she tells us how to recognize substance abuse issues, how to best support our loved ones who are struggling, and address misconceptions about substance abuse. Hello, Nicolette. Hello. I'm so glad you're with me this morning. So tell us how we can tell if a friend or a family member's or even our own drinking or substance abuse has become cause for concern. Absolutely. So I always like to refer back to the DSM and how we diagnose substance use. And um, there's two things that we look for. And the first is impairment, um, the level of impairment that somebody's use might cause the person. And the second is the amount of distress. So I'll start with impairment. Um, you A good indication that substance use is a problem is when it causes... Um, difficulties in areas of work, relationships, your ability to relax or enjoy life. Um, Sometimes people obviously will know if they have legal problems. Um, You might see a decline in personal hygiene or even people's own needs, which that does include leisure activities. So if you're needing a drink to relax, that might be a good sign. Um, Some people have declining health or financial issues um, pop up. And then obviously if there's safety concerns, driving impaired, um, if you have a safety sensitive job and you're using, that's a huge indicator. Um, And then isolating from loved ones. But the other thing that's really important to remember is that if it's causing, if you're used to causing distress in your life, um, you know, that's, that's a problem. So sometimes people will say things like, they'll they'll kind of deflect. So this is tricky, but people say things like, well, everybody drives drunk. I just happen to get caught. Or um, in the field, we call it back problems. They'll say things like, I wish people just get off my back about my drinking. So clearly it's causing them some level of distress. um, And you kind of have to listen for it. Sure. What are some ways that the pandemic has affected people who struggle with substance use? Yeah, this has been a really interesting one to watch. I think that, so on the bright side, there there was some indication that um, with the pandemic, especially initially when things shut down, that people were maybe able to have some space um, and time away from work to address their problem. Maybe they were finally able to say, you know, this is a problem and now I can get help. Um, I know that some people were given a little bit more leeway to leave work to address it, uh, but there's been a lot of factors that make it harder for people to address their use. Um, The first is that some treatment centers have not been available, especially residential facilities. Um, I believe there's a lot operating now, but I think that they've had to cut back on capacity. And certainly, you know, in substance use, there's a a big component is connecting, going to a residential setting. Um, and if, if you're not doing that, most often you're meeting in groups and that's been impacted. Uh, another thing to think about is the level of isolation that this pandemic has caused. Uh, substance use thrives in isolation and when people have a lack of connection. So I think that's taken a big toll on people. Um, also, it's harder for people, the loved ones in people's lives to notice when somebody might be using and it's having a negative impact because we're not seeing each other as often. Um, Of course, there's been a lot of stress for a lot of us. 
Um, so a lot of people are facing furloughs or looking at income loss or just worries in general. Maybe that loneliness is getting to them. Um, and then I kind of already said it, but I want to point out too that structure um, and stability is really important for recovery, especially early recovery. So that loss of routine, that loss of um, ability to engage in in things that offer structure, maybe going to work, going to a treatment facility, that's huge. That can really exacerbate a substance use issue. Yeah. So if if you suspect someone that you love and care about needs help, I mean, how do we, it can be so hard, especially that when you can't see someone in person. I mean, how can we best support people who who, who might need help for substance use? Absolutely. I think the first thing is just always having love and compassion. Um, and, and at the same time, being very upfront about your concerns, it doesn't help if you don't address them. I think it's really important that we say those things. Hey, are you okay? I'm noticing this. Um, it's very common for people when they're confronted to deflect. Um, but I think that, again, being firm about what you're seeing, I'm worried about you. This is exactly what I'm seeing is helpful. Um, in relationships where, where a loved one is using, um, it's really important to set boundaries. So if somebody's substance use is affecting your relationship with them, it's really important that you're clear about how your relationship um, is going to be and um, how things are going to happen and how you're going to help them and not help them. So we want to have that balance of offering support, but also not enabling. And that's a tricky balance. Um, that also, I think, makes it pretty clear that it's important for you to seek your own support, your own help, things like Al-Anon, or um, there's even family support groups or family therapy are really important if a loved one is struggling. What advice do you have for people who are trying to maintain sobriety or get to sobriety during the pandemic? I think it is essential that you reach out. I think it's really important that you um, look, you know, first of all, the first thing to do is I think get an evaluation. Um, the beautiful thing in Minnesota and North Dakota is you can have um, an eval and somebody will match you to the program that will best fit your needs and your, you know, what what will fit what you need and what you want. Um, but also peer support groups are a great place to start too. Things like AA, Smart Recovery. Um, and those are offered online, especially during these times. So just reaching out, getting that help. Talk to me about some of the pre prevalent misconceptions about substance use and treatment because they're rampant. They are, and I'm very passionate about this. Um, there's a lot of negative thinking about substance use. I think um, a few of the big ones are that people who have substance use concerns are very selfish. Um, I find that that's often not true. Most times people with substance use are actually more likely to put other people's needs before their own. They, they neglect their own needs. Um, another kind of misperception is that people with substance use are dangerous. Um, and actually people struggling with substance use are often more likely to face abuse, violence, um, to be manipulated, to be exploited. Um, and even the way that we talk about substance use in our society kind of reflects um, negative ways of thinking about them. Things like an addict or um, a user or, you know, there's a lot out there I'm sure you can think of. A junkie, those are all words that bring up a lot of negative connotation. Um, it's really important that we put um, the person first. So a person with substance use, um, a person who uses methamphetamines. Um, those misconceptions and, and stereotypes make it very hard for people to be honest about their use. It can increase the shame and the despair that they have about their use. Um, 
I think that it also uh, leads to people internalizing those those thoughts about themselves, and that can really become a part of their identity. It kind of um, can make people pretty hopeless. So very important to be aware of those and address them when we notice those misconceptions come through in our in our lives. Yeah. So what services, Nicolette, from LSS can help support people who are seeking substance use treatment? Yeah. So LSS offers evaluations for substance use disorders. Um, when you get an eval, they can let you know what's available. Sometimes um, a provider in LSS is able to um, offer that counseling. Sometimes they're going to refer you to a program that is going to help you address more uh, concerns specific to your substance use, maybe residential. Um, but the great thing about LSS is that we can also um, look at underlying mental health conditions, and that's huge in addressing substance use. I encourage um, listeners to, you know, if you're a provider to screen for substance use, be aware of resources in your area. Um, and for people who are looking for the service themselves, just take that step and get an eval. LSSMN.org is a wonderful place to start if you're needing help with substance use. Nicolette Johnson from LSS Behavioral Health, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you.